0: It's a, it's, a it's a bitch hunt. 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 It's a
1: bitch hunt. Were you actually there the time that I fell and hit my lip on my razor scooter? <laughs> I don't know if I was. And (laughs) then my tooth, like, pushed through my lip. Oh, my God. I discovered that. I had a cut that went all the way through my lip because I tried to like blow it out to look at it, and blood <laughs> bubbles started forming on the outside of my mouth. Oh no! No,
2: I wasn't there for that. I definitely would remember that because that sounds absolutely horrifying. I definitely heard about it though. Yeah, it was pretty grody. I, I experienced was there for a-, a
0: similar situation with my brother getting bit by my childhood dog on the lip, really and having a wound Ugh. very similar to that. Did my I Pippi? Yeah, Pippi. Peter was just uh, holding her a little too tight, and she she was trying to he was sleep. Trying to give and, her a smooch. You know, she was one of those dogs. My my current dog, you can fuck with while he's sleeping, and he doesn't give a shit. But like some dogs, you best. just you can't fuck with them when they're sleeping. They'll they'll nip out at you. Yeah. And Pippi was one of those dogs. Bless her. I uh, you know, she,
2: Pippi was lovely. Rest her
0: soul. Pippi was as, lovely.
2: As stinky and crazy as she was. <laughs> she was a lovely dog. She, yeah. she was one of the worst smelling
1: dogs. She I've was incredibly
0: like bad smelling. <laughs> just yeah, she was just a beautiful hobo of a dog. Well, never... S-
1: speaking of our childhoods. Ooh, Segway City. Yeah, this episode is about toys Segways. and games. Oh yeah,
2: toys and games.
1: And movies based on those things. Yeah. Just like Battleship was an adaptation of a a kid's game. Just like Connect
2: Four was one of the most critically acclaimed movies of 1983. Just like Clue Clue, was one of Kevin Kline's movies,
1: (laughs) I think, right? I I don't know. know, I don't know if he was in that. I'm pretty sure Tim Curry was.
0: Michael McKean or whatever his name is. He's in Better Call Saul now. He was in it.
2: Is that the the guy who... Uh, the singer who sings, like, kind of Michael Bolton-style songs?
1: I think you're thinking of Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> no. The whole joke
0: with him in... Michael McDonald. That- that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McDonald.
1: Yeah, my... My dad went through a Michael McDonald phase.
0: (laughs) Really? He was probably having a lot of of sex with your mom at that point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Michael McDonald is an extremely sensual (laughs) man. I have a hard time imagining John listening to Michael McDonald, to be perfectly
1: honest with you.
2: I just, I really don't know, I can't imagine what
1: his music taste is like. He, it's he, only Michael McDonald and no one else.
0: I can really imagine him. <laughs> it's like, the only con-
1: thing on his iPod touch.
0: I can imagine him coming in while we're watching a movie. He's like eating Cheez-Its or whatever and just being like, you know what, kids? Michael McDonald, there's a singer for you. You know how he, do he, he remind- would just come in. He would always be munching on something and he would talk about, he would just opine about something. You know, he'd give us a little lesson in the history of films
2: such a wise man such a wise man and come to think of it i do remember him tuning into uh smooth jazz on the radio every once in a while yeah he loved the smooth jazz channel <laughs> yeah Was before that one, one it one point three before it went it away kdwb r.i.p r.i.p yeah but anyway uh, let's talk have,
1: about some toy films
2: yeah let's talk about some toy films who's, who's gonna go first Oh, we're going right into it.
0: Uh, I mean, should we should we talk a little bit more about the rich history of we toy gonna, films? I thought I th-
2: we were going to talk about fidget spinners. We could talk
0: about that my about? dad for another 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes. Could this just be a John Ramsey cast? Is John Ramsey into fidget spinners? Is that something he's got feelings about?
1: No, he's just into juggling right now. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. That... Huh, that's great. Is you He can retired? do like 74 ball now, right? juggles.
2: That I don't believe that for one second. No, nah, it's true. 74 balls?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> naturally what you'd interpret. <laughs> he could
1: do 70 juggles with four balls.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. No, I exactly thought what Jacob thought. I was like, that's an, a very odd upper limit and so extremely sad. high. <laughs> I see why you got that impression
1: Based on the way that I phrased it but. You phrased it and you looked so serious about it
2: Like you didn't look like you were joking Which made it all the more confusing oh. I Not guess juggling balls are a toy In a way Yeah Juggling balls are a toy uh, Really and the thing about juggling is that You don't have to juggle balls For example you could juggle One Fidget of you spinners? Was- well, yeah, I was I was gonna let one of you segue into your pitch.
1: Multiple
0: multiple jobs. In an oh yeah, you to stay could afloat. juggle
1: the Hasbro game, Don't Break the Ice, which is what I'm going to pitch an nice. adaptation of. I'm gonna be honest nice. with you, I
0: am this this is ringing no bells for me. This game. Neither of you, Jacob. Have you played Don't Break
2: I, the I, Ice? I own Don't Break the Ice. I am sure that I played Don't Break with the, the ice a, with you when we were. It's Wii a great ones. game.
1: I looked it's still being sold by really? Hasbro. Has it been updated for modern audiences? It's been updated but only very slightly. I okay. think when we were kids um let me just describe the game first.
2: Yeah, please.
1: So you you basically just wedge these pieces that look like ice together to form a giant cube that's right. suspended above the ground. And Less then of a- uh-huh. One cube has a spot to put a figurine on top. Right. And then, and then you just I take recall turns that, hammering. I recall
2: that figurine being a penguin.
1: It was a red polar bear when we were kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they probably And have to now do it the- it's a penguin.
0: Yeah. Oh. You know how those games, they constantly get updated in the most arbitrary ways, you know? Yeah, but anyway. I think. You, you would
1: take turns. It's a one-on-one game. Right. Hammering pieces of ice out. And then when the figure falls, you lose the game if it's right. if it falls on your turn.
0: So it's like it's, Jenga, basically. That's what I was
2: gonna say. It's kinda like Jenga, but everything's on the same plane.
1: Yeah, it's Jenga, but everything is better.
0: Right. Way better. Right. And more exciting. And because and especially colder. because
2: it doesn't take as long to set up.
0: And extremely cinematic. Extremely cinematic.
1: So this film, the "Don't Break the Ice" adaptation, we're gonna replace that figurine of a polar bear slash penguin with a mother daughter duo. Okay. Played by Zendaya a- and Thandi Newton. Oh.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: Is this our first oh. Thandi pitch? This is our first pitch with Thandie Newton. It seems incredible to me that that is could be the our collective favorite actress. We made, so. Yeah, we right. made
0: it eight episodes in now, right? Eight episodes. Well,
2: depending on when we release this.
0: Depending on when we release this. <laughs> without mentioning the the patron saint of this podcast by her name.
2: Right. That is shocking to me. Now, one quick question. Yes. As we all know, Thandie is... British Yeah And Zendaya is not Yes So Are we gonna get A Zendaya doing a British accent Experience I think so Or a Thandi
1: yeah. doing an American accent Which we all know she's capable of She is capable of it But I think We're gonna have Zendaya okay. Down the British accent
2: Okay I it, believe that she can do it
1: It just makes everything more interesting For, like for our more,
2: American ears Right It makes them a little bit more sophisticated Exactly,
1: and depending on the dialect. Not that you can't have sophisticated Americans, but Thandy is going to play a professor who's doing research in Antarctica.
0: Love oh yeah, it. and only the Brits so, do that. That's like wasn't yeah, Shackleton? Shackleton was a well. That was that was the South Pole, maybe. He was British, wasn't he?
2: Which is which is Antarctica? Yes. Now, it's strange that you bring Shackleton up because uh, I was having dinner with my parents tonight, and my dad (laughs) is having this very night. In fact, right now, is having a book club on the book Endurance, which is the story Uh, of Ernest Shackleton.
1: Which I did. I did a fifth grade history project on the Endurance.
2: (laughs) You did, which I remember because we
1: went together
2: to the Science Museum and saw the documentary Endurance on IMAX, which is the first movie I'd ever seen on IMAX. And it was dope. It blew my
0: tiny little mind. So is this going to be, like, sort of, uh, like, not anachronistic, but sort of, like, it's hearkening back to, like, the golden age of British exploration, kind of, like, in the late 19th century, right? Or early 20th century? this has been updated.
1: So Thandi is researching the effects of global warming on the glaciers.
2: Now, I've been told that global warming is uh, a hoax perpetrated by China. Jacob?
1: Yeah. Jacob? Jacob, so that is (laughs) exactly correct. Okay. However this is set in an alternate universe where global warming is real. Okay. Where those
2: those 99.9% of dopey scientists are actually right and not all, yeah. not all a bunch
0: of lying scumbags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, Luke. Well, how can there be ice in a world where global warming is real? Checkmate, Luke. As we all know, when it's cold outside, that's proof that global warming doesn't exist.
2: Checkmate, Luke. All right. Well you've y- now been checking the viewers out twice. there are gonna have
1: to just suspend their disbelief yeah. for, for my pitch. All I'm right. sorry that you have to do it, but that's the reality
2: of it. All right. I'll put myself in the pants of a viewer and uh suspend my disbelief. But you better make this good.
1: So it's gonna be directed by Alejandro
0: Inyeritu.
1: I don't know if I'm saying his name right.
0: That that was a right, really yeah. good attempt, so bravo to you. <laughs>
2: Director of Birdman, as well as um, the Revenant. I'm just thinking of yeah, that, the two Oscars that he so won. So those for yeah. those and two the films,
0: Man. one of three Mexican. What, what were to win best director in the what last for? What was the Revenant
1: most known for?
2: I, I just want to correct Will. Five Mexican directors in the last. No, six no, years. no, 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 because oh, there were some.
0: There were some. You're right. There were, repeats, there, were some there were repeats. repeats. I, I just looked this won up today.
2: Quaron won twice, and the Granddaddy of them all. Possibly my favorite director, Guillermo del Toro, one at once. Five wins in the last six years, three Mexican directors in the last five years. Okay, let's get that out of the way.
1: All um, right. But what was the signature of The Revenant?
0: There was a bear that, like, had a tussle with...
1: I mean,
2: stylistically. That scene where uh, Leo used gunpowder to seal his wound, that was really gross. Yeah,
1: stylistically yes. <laughs> That was stylistically gross it was I'm, very I'm going gritty. for the shot in the natural light Okay, okay. To provide yeah, that, yeah. that realism Sure um, And Birdman of course was known for being The long shot film It was right. one It had the appearance at least of being one single take Right So he's going to direct my film And combine those two signature ah. elements
0: Oh my
2: word
0: So natural, so
1: long So real In real time So this film is pretty simple Mm -hmm. It's this mother-daughter They're heading out to pick up cameras That are Recording a time-lapse of Glacial recession Mm -hmm. And as they're doing that This is just how the film opens There's some crackling (laughs) And They're on a sheet of ice that breaks apart and starts to drift into the southern ocean. Oh, my God. Yeah. So We got Zendaya. We got Thandy. We got
2: pieces of ice floating around. Now, I'm not hearing any tell of a red polar bear.
1: There are some polar bears, okay, as well as some elephant seals. Oh, on, I can see where this is on going.
0: The ice with them. I see. You could make that like gritty and raw as fuck. Like especially it's the elephant be- seals, they could you could like get their sort of like visceral like you know you can you could like the fog coming from their nostrils and like the That's sweat exactly rolling what I was off of their blubbery too. bodies and stuff. You know, like make Saliva. it really
2: intense. Saliva flying as they bellow. <laughs> and also you could you could have a little bit of a hint of the life of pie in there too. Well, yeah, I in guess that, that is it. Yeah.
0: pretty much the same situation. Except where the ice block will get smaller and smaller. Uh huh.
1: And the number of animals on the block with them will stay constant.
2: Or even well, I guess it depends if the polar bears end up snacking.
1: Yeah. But I want this movie to be really anxiety-inducing. Like <laughs> Something it, it's going to be up close and really personal, likes. and in real time. Sure, and it's just going to be kind of a chaotic struggle for survival.
0: All right, Luke, I forgot my CBE oil for this one, but I'll I'll try to <laughs> white knuckle through it. <laughs>
2: no, I I'm very intrigued by that. Um, the one worry that I have. Yes, is that this seems to be like a very cinematic idea that is s- pretty not I wouldn't say tangentially, but I would say loosely associated with the game. Don't break the ice like there was no no mention of well, let's, little hammers.
0: Let's get let's let's get Luke's. Ta- I, I'm i I'm holding out for some more break the ice to it says Willie who's the never played this film, game before the entire <laughs> film
1: will build up to this moment when they're about to drift back to land
2: Okay, which would be a good but thing you would think
1: the ice is so fragile at this point Uh-oh. that it's going to completely break apart and submerge and Thandy Newton has to take out a mallet Oh, no. sacrifice herself? Sacrifice herself no! for Zendaya. And no. in that moment, Zendaya will scream, No, Mom! Don't break the ice! <laughs> oh, God.
0: The problem is, like, that's hokey. I should have waited. It's, like, really hokey, but at the same time, I got a lump in my throat, you know?
2: <laughs> I got a lump in my throat because I'm still recovering from... Uh, Fandy, finding out a finding out that Thandi M- Newton was going to be in Solo, the movie, and then realizing spoiler alert that her character would be killed off unceremoniously within like the first
1: half an hour. Yeah, she should have been the main character. She absolutely should have. She should have been Solo. She should have been Solo. Or so, the movie should have been called Thandi.
0: So <laughs> what you're saying is you're continuing a long tradition since. The golden years of Mission Impossible 2, where we get fleeting Thandie sightings, but then are ultimately... But she's always in peril. Ultimately disappointed by her dying way too soon.
2: Now, this is kind of an interesting philosophical question. Do we love Thandie so much because we've gotten all of these tastes over the years and never really seen
1: her as the lead? She's arguably a lead in Westworld. That's a very good point. And she's very good. She's so, she's outstanding in that.
2: So I guess that philosophical question comes with a very real answer, which is no. <laughs> that's not why we love Fanny. Newton. We love not her if you have she's, HBO. She's incredibly talented and very
1: beautiful. But yeah, and then after she sacrifices herself for Zendaya. The ice is still on the verge of breaking apart when it hits land. So Zendaya has to do the spread thing where she lies on her stomach and then kind of swims across the ice. Uh And at that point, the camera shifts overhead. So we see just this crackling ice as she's worming her way to land. Oh, man. And she makes it. And that's the end of the film.
0: Damn. Damn.
2: That what about is, the animals though? It's powerful, but yes, I was I was gonna ask the same question. What's happened to the elephant seals and polar bears in the meantime?
1: Uh the elephant seals all have Dumbo the elephant ears and they fly to <laughs> safety. And okay, carry, come on. They carry <laughs> you, the polar bears. You did bears ask for some
2: suspension of disbelief, but this
1: is uh <laughs>
2: it's perhaps a step too far.
1: No, I I think they don't make it.
0: Uh, I mean that makes sense.
2: That's a, it's a powerful allegory to the way that climate change can not only affect humans, but also is devastating
1: on animals.
0: Yeah, who'd funk yeah. it, eh?
1: Who would have stunk? I mean, if, if climate change were real, it would be a powerful allegory. That's, of course, what I meant. It's a, it's and if point.
2: allegories were a thing and not just... Not you know, just
1: fake news. A bunch of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: another uh, cool thing that you could do. I mean, there's just like a lot of good opportunities. Uh, if you're if you're doing a, a a movie that's primarily like the the primary narrative uh, beats are structured around the thinness or intactness of the ice. The ice is sort of like the centerpiece of the movie um but you also are are doing it all in one tracking shot like you've got like some really cool opportunities to be like exploring the different sides of the ice and like um you know like it's a the camera never breaks so you've always got this one perspective but you've also you're dealing with a movie that's kind of hinged around this like this this flat plane, you know, I, like I feel yeah, like there's so really cool, we can go under the plane. Yeah, there's some cool we can go, like geom- yeah, it's like right. there's some geometric poetry in your pitch. I think what I'm what I'm
2: getting from from that will is what you want is one continuous three dimensional Michael Bay shot where you're just constantly circling, but not just circling, but sphering the ice so that you can see it from all angles.
1: Which is how a shrewd, don't break the ice player would approach the board game. That's
2: so, so true. Yeah. Which is why it's best played on a a glass Mm -hmm. coffee table so that you can really (laughs) get under there and see what's going on. Some people
0: play two-dimensional break the ice checkers and some play (laughs) three-dimensional break the ice chess, you know. It's all about your your skill level. Yeah.
1: So who's checkmated now, guys? Am I right? Oh, uh, bring it at all full circle. Well, anyway, let's ship this. I think you 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 pitched a complete
2: idea. A, yeah, there once again, few... we're,
0: we're dealing with a, an auteur here.
2: Yeah.
0: I the, I just can't. I have no fault with it. One last Luke.
2: thing. One last thing. The one fault that I do have before we ship it is I feel like there's a really good chance for... Uh, some break dancing to happen on that ice (laughs) like if we're really committing to both the the ice thing being huge and the break thing being huge you can't just have the break thing as a line at the end of the movie you gotta throw some some you know other things out there for the hardcore fans just as a nod to like yeah we all remember when we played break the ice have some break dancing on this ice preferably Uh, a polar bear break dancing
1: yeah that's that's one of the more valid criticisms I've ever heard of anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I will say this, this pitch owns Bones with the caveat, the little asterisk by it that I've never played Break the Ice before, or Don't Break the Ice, so I don't even know the name of it, apparently. So,
2: <laughs> Well, with that, uh, with that out of the way, I think we can probably ship that. Look at it go. There it is it's melting it's, it. it's
0: melting away off into the distance.
2: it's above Austin, traveling north, traveling west. I suppose we're probably shipping this to Hollywood. Look at that beautiful bastard fly unbelievable
0: jacob what what do you got going going on i I have a pitch for you guys does it is it a game or a toy
2: uh it's a little bit of both
0: to be perfectly honest
2: with you. So think back to your childhood. Yep. Just all think one of, haze for me. Think of a very, a very well known game. Monopoly. That, uh, no, it's it's not it's not Men a board Caller? game. It's not a board game. It's not a little pebbles on a wooden board game either.
0: Oh shit, Jacob! So those are both great Is it games. Mousetrap?
2: I said it's not a board game. Oh, okay. Mousetrap <laughs> would have been a really good choice, though. There's a lot of a potential for hijinks there. It's,
0: I feel like it's in its own category, because there's like a lot of Rube goldberg shit going on with it.
2: That's true. Could we just take a moment to talk about how great of a game Mousetrap is? I've never played... I like never, I, I, feel I never
0: like, successfully set it up. It was kind of tricky. I feel like I never played the game. I only mind. played with the game. You know? Mostly I, I, I must have been game, just like yeah. an idiot child, but I could never actually get it to work out as a game. No, I think
2: that the the pieces were so... Like, it wasn't something that really should have gone out as the kind of game that comes in those little plastic bits that are mass-produced, because everything needed to fit together perfectly. And I think probably most sets didn't have all the pieces made exactly right. So I I don't think you were an idiot child for not being able to put it together correctly. And I also don't think that the wrong way to play it was to just mess around with it. But all that being said... Much in the way we were talking about with the "Don't Break the Ice," I would love to see what a modern uh, mouse trap game would look like. Because I bet they've updated that.
0: Yeah, surely they have. The government probably forced them to. There's lots of chokeable pieces in there and stuff.
2: <laughs> well, if the government got involved in it, they just they'd throw everything out you know how they've gotten rid of every single
0: playgrounds now because people die on them or whatever like it's probably the same thing just on a smaller level with mousetrap
2: yeah remember how we saw that happen in real time over the course of our elementary school yeah when we started off the playground at greenvale was unbelievably dope and had like that wood fire station and crazy monkey bars and the giant wooden pyramid
1: and like yeah, the... so we had part of the playground was just cement blocks that you could climb on, <laughs> which is how a playground and then should another be. Another part was just a, a stack of tires, like <laughs> yeah. turned together in tunnel form. Yeah. And was... people would always break their arms inside the tires. somehow.
0: <laughs> it was really it, it was arms. like a a, a warehouse. <laughs> Someone just emptied a warehouse and 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 used the <laughs> unwanted materials to to be a playground.
2: And it was amazing! And then I feel like every single year they would take away one of the fun parts of the playground and replace it with some some kind of bullshit plastic padded thing
0: you know like in retrospect now i'm looking back like as a as a as the the son of a member of the the school board like i know how that played out in adult world it was like oh look we passed this beautiful ordinance and we got all this funding to give the kids this nice like actual playground that isn't made out of industrial materials but like (laughs) to the perspective of kid world it was like fuck like our incredibly dope janky ass old playground is just getting destroyed and and the corporatists are taking over, you know.
2: See, I agree and I disagree with that because I think that that part of it was definitely like they now have the funding to have a modern playground. But I also know from the perspective of somebody whose mom is a teacher there that a lot of what they did was because those things were so incredibly dangerous. Oh yeah,
0: for sure.
1: And like yeah, people I got some con-
0: hardcore
2: splinters. I was going to say people constantly got like. 2 inch long splinters in their hands from those <laughs> like <laughs> unfinished
0: wood portions. Uh, Boy, the of generation the after and the, and us and must be fucking station. soft, right? Like they never yeah. they they just they fall off the playground and a robotic mattress pops out and saves them, you know. Kids these days,
2: am I right?
0: Country's going to going to crap, I tell you,
1: young folks. Country's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, hopefully you have a refreshingly old-school toy, Jacob. Yeah, what's your pitch, Jacob? (laughs) I do have
2: a refresh. Digression finished, and I have a very old-school toy. So what I was trying to do at the beginning of there was think of a toy that was slightly before our time, but was like this huge thing that you heard about growing up. But never actually played. With.
0: One of those like like cups in a in a ball, like a ball and less, string and le- less thing. old
2: sc- less old school than that. I'm Slinky? not talking like 18th century. More complicated than that. Who? Uh, guys are going. You're going too old school. Wait, I'm hula hoops like, Aren't complicated at all. I'm thinking Hold like on. I'm thinking like 80s. When you think 80s toy, this is not. This isn't working. All right, what I'm talking about. Feel free Ooh. to jump in when you have a, a burst of inspiration.
0: Go ahead. Is it
1: Luke. a groom your own mullet kit?
0: <laughs> I like. Let's play. Let's play twenty questions and get it. Yeah, let's do it. Is I love it, that idea. Is it, um, is it made out of plastic? Yes. All right, it's Luke's turn. <laughs> is it bigger
1: than my face?
2: Uh it's about the size you could have picked like a normal face. sized face yeah not not the like the shape of your face but it's about i think it's probably about the same size of your face
0: so just massive as all get out is what we're <laughs> saying massive <laughs> and beautiful yes will oh shit yeah um <laughs> is it something that um like it has like an. Does it have like an input, like like a trigger or a button or something attached to yes. it? Do you understand the question I'm asking? Yes,
2: I do answer, understand the question, and the answer is yes.
1: Hmm. That's
0: does it questions. make sound? Um. As a byproduct. Could it be used as a weapon? Yes. Is it okay? I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over Luke's toes and uh, could it is its primary use to be like a toy weapon?
2: Um, in a sense, yes, but not against other humans.
0: It's a fly swatter.
1: (laughs) Is it um, toy? Is it digital? Is it video game related? No, it's not.
0: Is it electronic at all?
2: Nah, I don't believe so. This is making for thrilling podcasting, by the way.
0: I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. (laughs) I think you should just tell us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Do we have a consensus, Will? Should I just tell you? Unless it's a light bright, is it a light bright that you throw at people? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man light brights were the shit i feel like that's still 90s but um
2: light brights were amazing they were definitely something that we played with though and it is it's possible that i misled you and you guys did have this but i knew you as children and i don't remember seeing oh is it one of those speak house. and
0: say's no
2: again speak and say nothing, the movie <laughs> nothing weapon oh, i that. think i got it what is
1: it luke is it a magic eight ball
0: oh no, it's not. Oh, that
1: would make for a dope that, movie, oh, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, that
0: would be like a you could do like a Ouija esque. Okay, movie we're gonna have that. to do we're gonna have
2: to do several other toy based movies because we're, you're, we're coming up with a lot of good ideas here. Arguably, all of them better than what I'm actually pitching, which is a movie about Rock'em Sock'em robots.
1: Oh, has that? <laughs> I, Hell yeah! I feel like like that been... Hugh Jackman movie. I feel like that's been done <laughs> <just laughs> <so> before. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, Real Steel 2011. Okay. It's not technically a Rock'em Sock'em movie. So,
2: so clearly, I mean,
0: pretty much, though.
2: Clearly, I didn't do my research. Before selecting this idea, we came up with this prompt like three weeks ago, maybe. <laughs> and you were like, oh yeah,
0: Rock'em Sock'em. We've got it nailed down. Like,
2: yeah, within like 15 seconds, I, I chose <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em Robots and have not done any introspection on the idea or research
0: since then. That's why you always do it um, while you're pooping, Jacob. You gotta You gotta <laughs> take a long time to squeeze it out, you know?
2: <laughs> well... I, I will now put this up as a question to both of you. Should I go ahead with my idea, or should I pull an audible?
0: Well, it would be really entertaining to watch you just pull pull one out out your butt cheeks. But I think that um, if you've got like a good idea that you feel like uh, is defensible, you know, we nobody have, nobody watched Real Steel, obviously. So
2: right, I I have <laughs> an idea. I can't. I can't promise that it's a good idea, but it's an idea that I thought of, and it made me. It made me chuckle internally. Could you so hit us with it then? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna for, forge ahead with it. You know, there are always like. I feel like that's a. It's a common thing for multiple movies to come out in a, a relatively short <laughs> time span that are pretty similar, <laughs> and Hollywood seems to be kind of okay with that. So we're we're just gonna operate in a world where real steel. Is a movie that everybody forgot about and not just me. Um, so here, here goes. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: we open
1: to a beautiful scene of Sylvester Stallone.
0: Oh, all right. You got me already.
1: <laughs> He's a little old. Could you go with someone like maybe 10, 15 years younger? A Hugh no. Jackman type? <laughs> no. No, I won't. Why are you why are you I telling Jacob what
2: to do? Luke? the entire thing <laughs> just hinges a, just on a suggestion. Sylvester Stallone playing an old man who's playing with his grandson. Mm. And it's a it's a lovely scene. Sylvester Stallone is very old in this movie and he is in fact in a nursing home. Oh. His great great grandson, which is what I said from the start, has brought in Rock'em Sockem robots. And is sharing a tender moment with his aged, decrepit, and uh, nearly dying uh, great-grandpa-grandpa-sly.
0: Wait, his name is Grandpa Sly?
2: No, his name is a spoiler. Um, His name is Rocky Balboa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs)
1: I'm just gonna, so this I'm, is a Rocky film? Wait, did I just fuck you right up right your
2: whole uh, twist? <laughs> no, no, I mean, it wasn't a very good twist, and I'm I'm just, I'm thrown off by it, by everything that's happened, <laughs> in this, everything that's gone wrong in this bitch so, so far. So it's,
1: it's the final Rocky film of Sylvester Stallone? Maybe,
2: maybe, or is it the start of a new franchise?
1: <laughs> I mean, the we title- already have that.
2: We do already have that, and uh, a very good start to a new franchise in that. But I think that if Creed has shown us anything, it's that uh, the rocky extended universe is is ripe for the picking.
1: And Creed has hardly any robots that fight.
2: I, I don't think there are more than a count handful of fighting yeah, robots. Count them on
1: one hand. I think you
2: probably can count them on one hand. Um, So... I've badly botched the twist of this movie, so I'm just going to come out with the thing that that made me chuckle the most about this stupid idea when I had it at the beginning. You ready? Yes. The title of the movie
1: Rock'em Rock, Sock'em Rocky. Close. <laughs> it's it's a little
2: more simple. The title of the movie is Rock'em Bell Bock'em. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like we could do better. No.
2: Rocky Sokum Robots? Nope. Nope. The title is non-negotiable. Everything else <laughs> everything else Balbacum. Everything other than the, the casting of Sylvester Stallone and the title is negotiable, but those two are the core of my creative vision for this movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand fast. The movie's called Rock'em Balbacum. There is a little bit more to it. If you if you're ready to hear it. I'm ready. So as you might guess, Rocky dies in this film very early on.
0: So we're not and gonna have a movie where robots take over the world and it's just Rocky Balboa just punching the shit out of robots.
2: Again, <laughs> I, once again, this is a that's a better idea than the one I've come up
1: I, with. I was hoping he would come out of retirement to become a robot fighter on his deathbed.
2: Something similar to that happens. So as Rocky is dying, we are in the room with him and we we see him start to kind of slip, slip out of the, the life, the land of the living and sort of enter this, this plane of sort of purgatory and Wait,
0: are we in his head here? Like we are in his, we're in his mind. This is close, his, close first person or third his, person.
2: His CTE-addled mind. Uh, we're right in there with him, and he is starting to uh, ascend to the gates of heaven, where he meets Saint Peter <laughs> at the pearly gates. And uh, Rocky's like, so like a, oddly,
0: oddly religious movie so far.
2: I can see Rocky being a religious man. I don't know. No, it checks. It checks. Okay. He's at the gates of that the pearly pearly G's, and he's like, "Hey, Saint Peter, <laughs> <laughs> let me in. I'm gonna go red. I gonna no, You Saint
1: Peter? We did it. <laughs> yeah, Saint Peter.
2: And Saint Peter's like, Rocky. Here's the thing: you lived a life of sin. Oh no. You you were a man who had a good heart, but at the same time, you made your you made your dough by beating other people up. And there's honor in that. There is some honor in it, but Saint Peter is not known for being super understanding. So he tells Rocky that he's not allowed to go into heaven. And instead he has to return to earth along with all of the other great fighters from history.
0: Oh, no.
2: Rocky is is devastated by this, but there's no arguing with St. Pete. The uh, the guy's got a lot of authority, so he banishes (laughs) him back down to Earth. And when Rocky wakes back up, he looks down at his hands.
0: Oh, shit.
2: And he is a rock'em sock'em robot.
0: Oh man, this is some fucking black mirror shit going on here, man.
2: <laughs> Slowly, uh, Rocky starts to adjust to his new life as a plastic figurine It's very possible that rock'em sock'em robots are made out of metal, by the way. I never, as I nah, said, they, they're plastic. I think they're plastic. Okay. okay. I never had Rock'em Sock'em robots, but I've always thought In reality, they
1: really suck to play with. They're not fun. (laughs) 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 They're just like, they're pieces of shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that can be one of uh, Rocky's new struggles, is that he was such a strong fighter in real life, and then he realizes that now that he's returned to Earth, he's become just this plastic piece of shit. So he has an existential crisis, um, but... (laughs) Is it like at, at this
0: point, sort of animated in like a Lego movie kind of style? Yes, where absolutely. It, it looks kind of like it's a a stop motion film. Uh huh. I love this. This is way better than Real Steel. <laughs> Legitimately, I haven't seen the movie, but I suspect it probably is already better than Real Steel.
2: I don't want to. I don't want to sh- throw shade at Real Steel because I'm a big Hugh J fan, but. Uh, I appreciate the compliments. Anyway, there's still more though. So Rocky is not only uh, adjusting to this new life as a, a Rock'em and Sock'em and robot, but he realizes that, in a very Toy Story fashion, when he's not being played with, he can get up and walk around.
0: He's not fastened to his little spot in the ring.
2: No, he he must fasten himself to it. Like he he experiments with trying to run off but there's some kind of like magnetism slash just primal urge in his brain that forces him to go back and do the spot whenever a kid wants to play with him. Does it feel like an
0: orgasm when he kind of puts himself back in the ring? Yeah, (laughs) that's a, yeah. There's like a, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're like affixed to the ring. There's like a a pole that goes up through their butt that puts them there.
2: Right up through the pooper, Yeah. It's probably more like in the small of their back, but we'll, for the purposes of this, we'll say it goes right up the pooper and he gets intense sexual gratification from that. And that's important. Also a subplot of this is that he's a sex addict, and that's the only way that he can get off now that he's a Rock'em Sock'em robot, because he is not anatomically correct. And, 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 and remember, this is Rocky
0: Balboa, so anything that we add to the universe, that's canon at that's that canon. point. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, he hasn't had sex with anyone since Adrian died. And that was like, what? Ages ago. 30 years ago? I mean,
2: major props for his faithfulness. uh, But you can see why uh, he would be attracted to go back. It's been so long since
0: that anal play. That's right.
2: (laughs) There's not going to be a lot of anal play in the movie. (laughs) I think this this is ostensibly a kid's movie. (laughs) Although I guess not. Not necessarily.
0: I'm pretty sure that there have been at least four jokes about anal play in kids' movies that have oh, just gone over our heads. I would
2: say probably four per movie, per kids' <laughs> movie. I the mean, thing about the, the people who
0: make kids' movies, they just really like anal play, and they want <laughs> to fit it, sneak it into their movies sub, subconsciously as much as much possible. Much as
2: they like to sneak things into their prison pocket subconsciously as much as possible. Um, anyway... Uh, so Rocky's out and about, and he he discovers that uh, though he is there are Toy Story parallels to this. He finds that other toys aren't; uh, they're not actually living things; they're not living beings. <laughs> He's only, the only
0: sentient toy.
2: <laughs> no, that would be a cool idea, but actually, all Rock'em Sock'em robot robots contain the trapped soul of one of the great warriors from history. Uh, Oh, dang. And they are the only ones that, that have come back to earth.
0: Could, uh, Genghis Khan perhaps be one of these.
2: Genghis Khan was the first person that I was going to (laughs) mention as one of these other robots. And as it turns out, uh, the other robot in his little boxing ring is actually Genghis Khan. So he has to do battle (laughs) with him constantly and uh genghis is a he's a real he's a backstabbing he's a
0: backstabber kind, you I know, mean especially not, now that just... he knows that he was birthed by time travelers. he's pissed off
2: <laughs> that that might not happen until later in the movie. rocky might have to tell him that <laughs> because I think part of part of the premise of the reference that you're making is that he never finds out what his true
0: identity is, well, surely St Peter so, he would have told him.
1: Yeah, so what was it like, do, do Rocky and Genghis have conversations about Genghis's discovery of Christianity and uh, how that impacted him? No, because they don't speak the same language. <laughs> they have no way of communicating with each other. Also, Rockam Sock'em robots have been around since the 80s, right? Uh-huh. I think so. So St. Peter's just holding on to these warriors until the eighties? Yeah, the eighties was then like it was like, like the them. inverse <laughs>
0: rapture. The, like all of all of the dead warriors came back in the eighties.
2: <laughs> that yeah, that's exactly exactly what happened. And really the reason that it came out in the eighties, and I actually I think that Rock'em Sock robots are quite a bit older than that, but for, but not like Genghis Khan old. Not, definitely not Genghis Khan old. I'm talking like Close. maybe they're around in the well, 60s. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Do we know that? Do we know that? Do we know that there weren't Rakim and, and robots <laughs> in ancient Mongolia? <laughs> Don't you
0: know that between us finishing this episode and us posting it on the RSS feed, some scientist up out there in in East Siberia or wherever is going to find some ancient pewter robots uh, Figurines deep in the snow that that Rockham Sokham when you when you press a little a little <laughs> a little jade lever and they'll be like oh shit and then there'll be this whole thing where Mattel or Bandai or whatever has to give the rights to the the Mongolians.
2: I you know what I really really hope that that happens because it'll make this pitch way more relevant. Yeah. And way more interesting than it is. We'd actually the, probably go viral, time.
0: wouldn't we, if I called I that. Think we probably would.
2: <laughs> That's such a specific thing to predict correctly. I could
0: probably get like a healthy career would. as a medium. Yeah. If I did that. As
2: like a uh, an oracle? Yeah. A soothsayer of some kind. Uh, those are still high in demand. A right? sayer
0: of sooths. Oh, they're very in demand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well,
2: in any case, oh, what I was going to say about the 80s is that it was at that point that so that basically up until that point or up until when Rock'em Sock'em robots were first introduced, they just had all the great fighters and brawlers in history and purgatory and they were just kind of brawling it out all the time. But St. Peter got so sick of it and like all the angels and stuff got so sick of all this brawling going on. They're like, you know what? This is just it's not cool. Like we need to find a better place for you. And so God Himself invented heaven. Only Rock has so much space, you know? right? God invented Rock'em Sock'em robots as a vessel for these fighters, and for... he
1: just gifted it to Hasbro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hasbro, yeah, actually, Hasbro has been in cahoots with with the big man since day one. In the I mean, in I the mean, universe of this yeah. movie. In the universe of this movie, God Hasbro God is, is an uh, Autobot. God, God, yeah, God is uh, Optimus. Also,
1: fact check on no, me, it's Optimus
0: Mattel. is a, oh, I it's was Mattel. all right, yeah. I thought it was Mattel oh, or enough. Bandai. I fair just, enough. I just rolled the dice there. Oh, you're right. I, I
2: Optimus Prime is an Autobot. I was getting my Autobots and Decepticons mixed up. I was thinking that God is uh, the bad, the bad one, Megatron.
0: Well that's a up for debate. That's a I controversial guess, statement. Yeah, it's, morality is relative.
2: Whether you believe in a vengeful uh fire and brimstone god or a a loving god.
1: So but, how does your movie
2: end, Jacob? <laughs> that is a great question, Luke. <laughs> I think eventually what has to happen, inevitably, is that there's a great contest of champions. And there's like, basically all these fighters are like, Hey, I know you, all you guys think you're great, but I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest fighter of all time. Uh, it doesn't matter that we fight using different mediums. There's, there's gotta be, well, I mean, we don't really have a choice anymore because our hands are made of plastic and we don't have opposable thumbs. We can't use weapons. So we'll just have to have a, a great rock'em sock'em battle. Of all the greatest Rock'em Sock'em Battlers in history Each time There's a winner There'll be like Some kind of System Like a relegation System where Fighters will move Up and down And be replaced In various Rock'em Sock'em Robot sets And eventually Eventually I think Rocky is gonna have To face off Against The greatest Warrior in history And uh have a Rock'em Sock'em battle To the death
1: And who is the greatest warrior in history in your mind? Because uh, <laughs> like Rocky, on, could, Rocky could barely beat Apollo Creed In the Rocky films
2: That's a good point but that's partially be uh, It's largely because he was limited By the confines of his Human body I think yeah, that his, and his, his mind His
1: plastic feeble body has a lot more Rage you're saying <laughs>
2: Well, the bodies are all the same once they're plastic. That's one of the great equalizers of this this whole idea is that they all have the same bodies, ostensibly. So, so all the that stakes, really matters is the mind.
0: Are, the stakes are basically you have to win to get eternal peace. Is that what I'm interpreting? Yeah.
2: I, I think I think that 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 is the the final the final goal. Is that the the fighter who proves himself to be the greatest tactician, the greatest fighter? In the history of fighters, gets to go to heaven. I actually, I don't know.
1: I don't Just, know if that makes any sense. They get to go to heaven, even though they were banned from heaven for fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: well, no, I, I think what it is is that the rest of them. So they'll they'll find out who the greatest fighter is, and then the rest of them will stack up really high, and <laughs> the greatest fighter will climb to the top and fight God. Uh, or the right, the right for all the God, fighters.
1: Because God, God is just at heaven. the
0: top of this root. Also, so is Will, this like taking place? This loud. is a super Christian movie in a very weird way. <laughs> and it also like logistically, is this just taking place in like the great, like the the bedroom of the biggest Rock'em Sock'em robot collector ever? Like, yeah, why are they all at one place? <laughs>
2: They're they're all in one place. <laughs> See, you're starting to point out the the many flaws in this idea. Um They're all in one place, of course, because the the rock'em sock'em robots that are being being imbued with the souls of these fighters are in an abandoned overstock warehouse Oh
1: shit, yeah, because there was a recall There was a Because there was a choking
2: hazard when the heads
1: popped off Because
2: Rocky Balboa died I didn't mention this, but he died because When he was playing Rock and Sock and <laughs> Robots With his grandson His grandson gave him such a right hook That the head popped off and choked Rocky to death
1: Went down Rocky's went throat Went
2: down Rocky's throat and got stuck in his windpipe And ended up killing oh. him and oh, so, yeah. D- man. I love this, how you it. This all checks out. You're because of the, the tragic irony of the greatest fighter in the world being killed by a tiny plastic head from a plastic fighter, Mattel was forced to recall everything and put them all in a giant warehouse. Perfect. So the movie ends with uh Rocky facing off against uh Fred Rogers. To determine who the, the greatest... Mr. Rogers? Yeah, Mr. Rogers. Remember that song, The Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny? Oh, and Mr. Nope. Rogers... This is the ultimate
1: showdown... Isn't that Tenacious D Of Ultimate something?
2: Destiny. No, it was like a really old Flash animation. Like oh, back yeah. Back from the, <laughs> yeah, the old days of, of Flash animations. I think it might have been like Albino Black Sheep or something. But at the end of that... uh Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater is the ultimate warrior of ultimate destiny, so I think he would have to face off against Rocky Balboa. And Rocky would, although he would have to fight back tears, he would have to knock out Mr. Rogers and claim the title of the greatest fighter and ascend to heaven to fight God. For the right of all the fighters, including Mr. Rogers, which is, I mean, that's, that is the most messed up part,
1: And that Mr. Since, Rogers isn't in heaven. Since it, it said that the Christian God creates people in his or her own image, uh-huh. would God be just a giant <laughs> rock'em sock'em? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, he's, he's Optimus Prime.
2: You wouldn't see... <laughs> He is Optimus Prime in the form of a giant Rock'em Sock'em robot. This is also a Transformers I mean, obviously, movie. Obviously, he can turn into a giant truck if he wants to, but his true form is a giant Rock'em Sock'em, and you don't get to see him until the very
1: end of the movie. And then he beats God and becomes God? He beats God, and in his infinite
2: wisdom and mercy, he allows all the fighters back in heaven and instead of being God himself He does the godlike thing And appoints Fred Rogers As the true God Beautiful And the whole world lives happily ever after At the end
0: That was a very beautiful movie I ship it I'm right. standing
2: back Cheers I am not even fighting it They're <laughs> flowing like two TLC waterfalls And mm, I'm Yeah I will Let not it chase out, them Let it out
1: I'm letting it out
2: a boo, a
1: hoo, a hoo. All right. Well, let's ship that masterpiece. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, fuck. Sh- I don't even. I'm at a loss for words.
2: <laughs> well, that's no good because now is your turn <laughs> to use yeah, those we'll,
1: words. Yeah. Will's pitch can't live up to this. You yeah. gotta find. You gotta find those words.
0: Well, I'll, I'll give it to you in a tight six. All right. <laughs> no. Yeah. What's your toy, Willie? <laughs> well, do I have to? Can I? Can I? Can I pull a Jacob we probably shouldn't here shouldn't do twenty actually, questions again? <laughs> can I just pull a Jacob here and, and give you guys a little a little cliffhanger so that you you know it comes it comes up while I'm pitching it, you know? Sure. sure. All right. So you have two uh, adolescent, uh, I mean maybe like a uh, pre-adolescent uh, girls, uh, maybe. I was thinking Millie Bobby Brown and Elsie Fisher who are both 15 years old. I just looked yep. it up. So like they're like
2: not prepubescent.
0: They're not really prepubescent, but they're like they're still they're still kids at heart, you know. Right. Sure. Um and there it's it's just a really it's a it's a hot beautiful American summer. Um and they are out in the lawn, playing lawn games. Hopefully, not
2: lawn darts.
0: They're not playing lawn darts because that's irresponsible and dangerous.
2: And illegal. And illegal. Frankly.
0: Yes. And suddenly the whole sky darkens as a giant flying saucer just eclipses the whole sky, you know? <laughs> I'm in. Oh, yeah.
1: A minute. A minute.
0: And, uh, there, is it
1: really a flying saucer?
0: It, it's some sort of extraterrestrial... I know what it is. Can I guess, Will? Uh, go on. This is, you, you haven't guessed it, but I want to hear are you what pitching, you have Are you pitching
1: Frisbee the movie? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were pitching as well. Can I do a dual
0: toy? Can I do yeah. two different toys in one pitch? Because that's great. <laughs> Reality is whatever you make it. A well, giant Frisbee blots sad, out right. the sun and... <laughs> These just, like, really uh, fucking, <laughs> let's play some Ultimate, bruh, type of aliens <laughs> just kind of, like, ascend or descend what a, is the word what I'm thinking toss of. toss a D, bro? Yeah, they all, they, they're all like, D. bruh, check out this huck I got, bruh. That's some crazy hugs, bruh. I got Check it underneath the car, dude, with my sick, twisted frisbee skill. bottom of
2: my feet, bruh. And, like, and like, and first, I never like it. First, like, the shoes. mayor,
0: the mayor is like, Hey, what you're really annoying, but we come in peace, <laughs> or whatever, you know. And then they're like, Their opening aggression is they like flip a frisbee and it decapitates the mayor, and everybody's <laughs> like, Oh. <laughs> man you're really leaning into this and i love it so anyway um there's we're we're on full full on alien meltdown and elsie and millie uh who have similar names as it turns out uh first names uh they're they're gonna just be called elsie and millie why not it'll be one of those uh office like situations where everybody goes by their actual name um
2: Like a few people in the office do, yeah. But I think I think Elsie should be called Millie, and Millie should be called Elsie. <laughs> sure,
0: let's make it really confusing. Yeah. Millie and Elsie—they're they—they just—they live in like uh, the typical like like suburban, like just uh, it's like an oasis. It's a beautiful like they live on a cul de sac. Their days are full of of rollerblading and skating and all of that frivolity and they can't
2: imagine that's going to last when and, these
0: and they're they they're, they're freaked out they're like oh man our idyllic american neighborhood what do we do <laughs> uh so they 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 take cover um and they're hiding in the house um their parents are kind of off um maybe they had to take a trip to the burlington coat factory and um they're (laughs) in a different town so like they're safe because they're they're out in you know millie and ellie are like in Elsie, sorry are in uh they're like in lakeville and and these people are in bloomington so like they're they're safe (laughs) right now all right but we got but anyway listeners will um, understand that is this
1: about nerf guns
0: close close Ooh. so we're getting we're getting they're 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 barricaded in their house they're like oh shit what do we do and one of the bro aliens is like hey bro i'm gonna get you with my frisbee and like <laughs> and then like uh like real real real, oh.
2: real bros wouldn't call them frisbees though because they're hit frisbee's a brand name bro it's
0: that's true my disc. my, desk. my, disc, bro. Disc. Yeah, my disc, disc bro taste my disc, bro <laughs> and they and Suck they like, disc. um, they're, they're hidden in the shower and they like the, the, you know, classic like psycho scene. Oh, they're like, they uh, like tear oh, back the shower the- curtain and, 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 you know, it's Millie or Elsie, you know, the, the more, I don't know, the more main of those characters, uh, like. <laughs> Shrieks and recoils back and sprays the the monster, oh, ho, ho. and the, mon- the the alien like immediately like shrieks in pain and just no melts way. away.
1: This you're pitching a sequel to Signs. You're pitching the Super Soaker movie. Damn yeah. it,
0: Luke, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, so then Elsie uh communicates to Millie, "Hey, water is their weakness," and so they run back in the shelf er, in, into the shed, and they're like. Alright, we're gonna get these motherfuckers. And they just like they've got like those massive, like three liter, like huge ass oh. super soakers. And then super they just like the rest of the I movie is them I just had. going on a fucking tear, just like <laughs> just like eviscerating in increasingly badass scenarios, these these aliens with their super soakers. And it's super soaker the movie.
2: Super soaker the movie. I really love this Will. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. That would be my. Isn't it? Is it science where the alien's weakness is water?
0: It is science. Yes. yes. <laughs>
2: okay. No, I, I love the. I love the idea too, and I think that there is a great deal of of potential for. Depending on what the rating, what rating you want for this movie, like you could have a lot of fun with the way that water kills them
1: yeah <laughs> i think it should be very r-rated
0: well i did so say I. taste my my disc motherfucker so <laughs> i think that that's an automatic r rating i think i think you can r- have fuck, plus. There's motherfucker might automatically be r at that point no
1: there's there's no there's grace, room fuck. for a franchise here too will so the reason that i guessed nerf earlier was because i thought nerf would be the only thing that can kill these aliens <laughs> but like there could be a sequel where another set of aliens come and they they're only killed by nerf foam
2: see that that's less i feel like they've that's got, less plausible. they've got like latex
0: allergies <laughs> <laughs> but whatever so only, whatever the the nerf is yeah uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't kill them it just gives them hives <laughs> it gives them but hives that are like really so intense and quick that they just like turn into nothing but hives <laughs> just turn into one giant rash so is there
1: is there, like, a big boss that they have to get past?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that we're going to get to a situation where there's, like, one really shrewd, giant alien that, like, has, like, like dipped himself out. in lamination or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or just has an umbrella. He has a giant a frisbee
1: shield. <laughs>
2: Ooh, yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, and then there's this like the final showdown. He like throws the frisbee, and Millie Bobby Brown just like cocks her super sy- soaker and like sprays it, and the frisbee like is like coming close to her oh, about to yeah. but then the, the water like pushes it, and it's like this <laughs> this crazy like um, I don't know, it's much
2: like the Harry Potter showdown. It's exactly
0: Yeah, it's like the Harry Potter with, showdown. With Voldy. that's exactly what I was thinking of.
2: Yeah. And I also think there's there's a lot of room for like making badass modifications to these super soakers, so they might find out that like, in order to beat this final boss and pull off that that sick move of spraying the the disc back. They need to like connect it up to a water tower and get oh. some some like serious water pressure going, or like connect it to a fire hydrant or something.
0: Yeah, like there are all these. There are going to be all these like very obvious ways in which they could just like flood the town and get rid of the aliens, but they don't want to do that. So they like just find increasingly elaborate well, and contrived ways to only use their super soakers to kill these the, aliens. The other, thing I mean, is, whatever
1: it is, it will be way more intuitive. <laughs> And less dumb than in signs where he just, like, hit aliens with a baseball bat until cups of water poured on them, <laughs> incidentally.
0: <laughs> uh, never, never, never change. M- we, live in
2: a, we live in a post-signs world, so we can be a little bit more explicit about it. But the other thing that you could do to create a little bit of tension is you could have it uh, in, like, Southern California or in the desert somewhere where there's limited water.
0: So oh, it yeah. isn't a
2: possibility for them to just like flood the town or if there's like some kind of city ordinance going on where they're, you're only allowed a certain amount of water.
0: But they. Yeah. So that's why it's in the shed. They haven't been able to play super soakers for a really long time. That's actually some good, like poignant character development there. You Like they're bummed out. They really want to like slip and slide and super soaker, but they can't because global warming, which is which is going to be real in this movie. Again, yeah. Uh, hate to lay on fiction. It, it's, again, it's but, a crutch, but <laughs> yeah,
1: we have to use it sometimes. I guess so.
0: And so, yeah, they they they're, they're kind of bummed out. But then you know, the parents they 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 they're like. They have that classic, like kid in danger in movies scenario where they're like, "Oh, will my parents get mad at me if I use the super soakers," and they're like, "Desperate times calls for different, desperate measures," you know.
2: And then they cock the super soaker. That that has to happen every time that there's there's like a a a a one liner -liner, said. Yeah, and also another another good scene could be the two of them uh, like going down to the the water commission or something and having to explain to them how they need to have their limits raised so that they can combat the aliens. And this, this stodgy old uh, bureaucrat is just like (laughs) refuses to refuses to believe them in any way.
0: He's like, Oh sure. Aliens will kill us. Yeah. But like not before global warming, (laughs) (laughs) not before drought. And then
1: right after he says that, He's, decapitation, he's absolutely, yeah. and
2: then a ton of screaming, and then them having a a real hide, like a hide and seek game in the waterworks. Oh the waterworks yeah, that would be a really
0: good second act.
2: As they as they try no. to as the aliens try to sabotage the waterworks to cut off the water supply and the what
1: about this? Yeah, they run out, totally, just run out of water for their super soakers. Oh. There's one bad guy left. Fucking mows down Millie. Oh my what? god. She's dead. Oh my god. Right? And then the other one cries into her super soaker. <laughs> shoots and kills the final bad guy with her tears. <laughs> uh, I, love no. <laughs> I love that.
2: I love I that. Either that. Either that or one of them has to be like they'll they'll finally they'll break their super soaker and they'll be uh they'll be somehow uh like incapacitated so they can't move, and one of them has to use the very last bit of moisture in their body to gleak onto their. <laughs> <air>. <laughs>
0: And I was going to say, they... I mean, like Millie could she? She can't die, but she might get hit in the head and get a nosebleed. She's really she's a terrific actress and very good at getting nosebleeds on camera.
2: <laughs> that's true. She has a proven track record of that. I think I think gleeking should be used at some point, though. No,
0: absolutely. <laughs> It'll.
2: <laughs> it's the most natural way of somebody without a penis making projectile liquid. That can move forward without contorting their body in a weird way?
0: Well, no, nah, just kidding. I, I, without I, no contorting comment, their Jacob. body.
2: Without contorting their body in a weird way. <laughs> well, what do you think? Did I do good? Willie, you did better than good. You did
1: super. <laughs> you, You killed it, Will, and I'm particularly happy about this because apparently the guy who invented super soakers he's a badass This man named Lonnie Johnson yeah. is just like the the nicest most charitable man on earth and he was also like he's like a, a NASA scientist right
2: like he's a yeah, super he, badass
1: he's super badass and he spends like a ton of time fostering youth inventors Ugh. which
0: which these these little girls will be yeah, they'll they'll need to use be, their have MacGyver-like to ingenuity to to outsmart these these yep. Disc Bro aliens, inventing new ways to kill aliens left and right. And it's also it's 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 important too because the inventors of the the frisbee were massive assholes. So <laughs> it cuts in both directions. Also,
2: I think Mattel.
0: <laughs> I thought it was Whammo. Oh, you're totally yeah.
2: Fifty percent right. I'm a big, I'm a big stooge.
0: If your name's Whammo, you you can't be a nice person. Well, Whammo. <laughs> that's what I was on, doing with your mom last night. Whammo, Whammo. Oh, uh, that's, that that that's got to
1: be the final uh, one-liner. <laughs> she says Whammo, then she shoots him in the face.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: That's beautiful.
2: I think that is eminently shippable. Let's ship it.
0: Yeah, it was between it was between that. Let's huck it off (laughs) into the distance. Nice (laughs) huck, bro. I was I I was between doing that and and sockem boppers, but then it was so close to Jacobs that I decided not to do sockem boppers.
2: Wait, is sockem boppers a different thing than rockem sockem? Yeah, they're the giant
0: inflatable (laughs)
2: boxing gloves. Oh (laughs) yeah. Like Hulk hands before Hulk hands were a thing. I was gonna do like a King sort Arthur of.
0: thing, except the the sword and the stone would be sock and in a tree or some <laughs> shit.
2: Save that for another
1: episode.
0: <laughs> but well, yeah, they
1: just like they just blew up into the tree <laughs> on a windy
0: day, and only the chosen boy can get it.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful well, episode. In yeah, the future, we'll have that for the waiting sequel to happen.
1: Thanks for. Listening all the way through this episode,
0: <laughs> you have <laughs> serious stamina for getting through this. You can find us on your
1: app of choice for podcasts or at pitchhunt.org on social where pitch underscore hunt, and you can email us at info at pitchhunt.org or Luke at pitchhunt.org, Jacob Jacob with a K oh at pitchhunt.org, and Will at pitchhunt.org. He just did we it. can share. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> sharing is caring.
1: Sharing is caring, and, that's and thanks for sharing share. in this experience with us, you're wonderful listeners, and we love you very, very much. We love you. Yes, we do. We love you. Until next time. Until next time.
0: Stay pitchy you.